Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by Drafting Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blankenwazi, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, right now, a lot of small businesses are struggling. Uh, Congress just passed their stimulus another round. Hopefully some will be able to get through until everyone gets vaccinated. Fingers crossed. Um, but, but, now is a good time to go pick up a bottle of wine at Blanchard. Um, you can go to bfwdenver.com, get yourself a bottle of my favorite, the 2017 Cabernet. But you can also get a Pinot, you can also get a blend, you can also get um, uh, Rieslings. Um, you can get wines in partnership with uh, some... Western Slope Wineries, called West Restoration, and uh, Storm Cellars. Both are excellent. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Rieslings, but uh, the, the one I had the one with uh, that Storm Cellars a while back, and it was really good. More than anything, support local businesses. And this is a Colorado business. Um, they have a venue, you know, they make grapes in California, but it all is shipped here to Denver. And it is a local business, and like every other local business, they they need your support. It's a little bit before Christmas, so look, we can, you can go in, go to bfwdenver.com, or you'll buy a wine, go pick it up, or you can go get yourself a virtual wine tasting, which are very popular. Go get yourself, you know, one of these, give it as a gift, or just keep it for yourself. They send you wine, you do a virtual wine tasting. It's really fun. You got to book those sometimes a couple months in advance. Go there now to get yours. Um, when you go to bfwdenver.com or when you go down to Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block, you can tell them that Jeff Morton sent you there. Uh, they are also on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. What is up, everybody? This is day two of the Seven Days of Mortmas. Um, which is the dumbest name I've ever come up with, but let's face it, you don't come to me for nicknames. You come to me for uh, fire content, as the kids would say. Um, in keeping with that, uh, we're going to talk to this episode, entire episode, about Michael Porter Jr. And to start this off, let me just kind of give you an anecdote. Um, years and years and years ago, a coach told me that... Rookies get you fired, which is kind of a harsh way to put things, right? You know, no one wants to say that developing someone who could be turned into a potential star could get you fired, but that is kind of a simplistic way of saying that um, you've got a team full of rookies, you're in a development. Uh, if you're on a winning team, it's hard. you're going to go with your veterans, and it's just the way it is. So if you rely far too much on a rookie, it could it could backfire on you. And I think every coach has that mantra. Michael Malone hasn't said that, but it is very clear he trusts his veterans, which is great. Um, his veterans have got them two 50-win seasons. Um, well, a 50-win season and a 40-something win season during the weird year that we had. Uh, well, you know, two 50-win seasons. Uh, anyway, sorry, just, 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 don't mind me, it's been a long day. Uh, anyway, 
uh, got them that all that those good records, and it's got them into the playoff two years in a row. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question that. Um, he is in a pickle when it comes to one Michael Porter Jr. Um, having had time to absorb what happened during the Nuggets' last preseason game, which was Friday night. Um, there are things that I have been thinking about about how the Nuggets can approach this season. It is very clear, eminently clear, beyond clear, that unless the Nuggets are going to put Michael Porter Jr. in some sort of grandiose trade package, which I don't think they, they would have done it by now if they were going to do it, um, then uh, they're really highly counting on a guy who is really in his second year, even though it's his third, um, to take a enormous leap to star level in order to put push them over to elite status. Um, that is obviously Gambit, but it's a dicky Gambit that could take some time. Um, we kind of... My friend Zach Bai on the fan, who, which, by the way, check out Mile High Hoops podcast. It's really good. Or you can tune into his show, but they don't really devote that much time to basketball. So I would go to the Mile High Hoops podcast to just kind of digest what Zach has to say. Um, there are, he says you got to microwave, sometimes you got to microwave talent. And that means get it heated up quicker. Get this person out there and the, with the ability to uh, uh, make an impact quicker than you would otherwise. And one of the things that have the, the quandary that the Nuggets are in right now is that the Denver Nuggets are not a free agent destination. Their impact needs to be felt in trades or de- internal development. It's it's eminently clear that. And it's been that way in the history of this team that it's just, you know, you're not going to attract what L.A. gets. So how do you do it? Well, you draft and develop. Development takes a while. Um, Nikola Jokic made an impact immediately, but he didn't become fully formed Nikola Jokic until about three years ago. Um, And that was his second or third year in the league. Uh, Jamal Murray took a while time, but Jamal Murray took two, three years. Uh, and even then he was still inconsistent. And even then he's not, you know, we don't know about regular season Jamal yet. Right. Michael Porter Jr. Depending on Michael Porter Jr. Is one of those things that you do when you are the Oklahoma city thunder circa 2010. And, uh, I'm hoping that the Nuggets aren't on the OKC Thunder trajectory right now because on the one hand, they made it to the finals in 2012. On the other hand, they were immediately broken up. It is hard to do to develop a three-headed monster via the draft because they all have to eventually get paid. That's why that's kind of one of the reasons why trades and free agency are so valuable. Sometimes you can slot people in who make an impact and they're not making as much. The pro- Nuggets problem right now is that they're the guy that they want to take them over the top is maybe a guy that will take them a year and maybe two years, but I'm saying probably just this year to round into a shape 
to where he can make a substantial team impact. And his timeline isn't exactly matching up with Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray. But in order to reach that, he needs to get consistent, steady minutes. And I'll address that in the second half of the podcast after um, the DraftKings read. But kind of fast-forwarding to, or excuse me, rewinding, not fast-forwarding, to 2016 when uh, Yusuf Nurkic was with the Denver Nuggets. Um, and And I did a podcast on how all in with, Nurkic became all in with Jokic. Um, one of the problems the Nuggets had then is that you had two starting caliber centers. And forget all this Nurkic stuff before that, okay? Uh, it is hard to be on a roster with two starting caliber centers if they're not playing starters minutes. Um, usually the drop-off between starting center to backup center is one of the greatest on the roster. Um, big men are harder to uh, develop, and they need to get good fit, feet, footwork. I mean, it's not just about in this nowadays, not about chucking threes or anything like that. It really is about um, a team that uh, needs to, you know, that they particularly at that time, they ran differently with Jokic than they did with Nurkic. Nurkic needed to be on a team with Damian Lillard to fully exploit what he's able to do, putting aside his issues that he has had uh, those two preseason games against the Nuggets. But that was a thing that Michael Malone struggled to deal with um, in a way that I think people didn't really think about. Michael Malone struggled in an almost in an existential way with that. And it took him till December 15th, 2015, 16, 16, um, to uh, get himself to a point where he started Jokic and put Nurkic on the bench, which obviously caused some problems. And then Nurkic was traded uh, about a month later, a month and a half later. Um, And you don't want him to get to a point where he handles things like he did with the Nurkic, Jokic thing, and he admits himself he didn't handle it well. You don't want it to get there. Fast forward from there to Will Barton saying he's a starter. Um, He did it forcefully, and this is what people need to kind of think about when they're doing analysis of this. Will Barton didn't say what Michael Porter Jr. said, basically, which was like, whatever, I'll do, do whatever the role I Whatever role I'm intended to be, I'll do it. Um, that stuff is, you know, it's obviously, it's not a, it's not 100% probably what he is thinking, but he handled it via the media very well. Barton went out right there and said, I want, I'm a starter, I, I'm not trying to be a sixth man. Okay. Obviously, this means a lot because it means something for, in terms of, um, means something in terms of of paying, getting getting paid, getting getting your next contract. Uh, it's just due to the way the NBA does things and the way teams do things. You get paid more if you're a starter than if you're a six man. <clears throat> this is this is should not be shocking to people. 
Um, and on a good team, sometimes you end up being asked to sacrifice. But this is why you can't have too many good players on a team because everyone feels they deserve to start. It's a quandary. It's, it's, it's a difficult situation. Um, Porter said things differently than Barton, but I have no doubt that he feels the same way. He said he feels he's a starter, right? So how do you handle this? Well, one way to handle it is you make a decision now and allow for circumstances to change. While I don't agree with it, I think they are heading towards Barton starting. I just, just a hunch. They're heading towards Barton starting in place of Michael Porter Jr. because Michael Malone really values certain things that Gary Harris brings. Um, and I understand his hesitancy, but uh, it's, it's pretty clearly, based on the signals, they're pretty clearly heading this direction. And the optics were bad, for, particularly for Will Barton, uh, to kind of say things as definitively as he did, and then suddenly he's starting. It's probably coincidence, but it didn't look good. And the blowback that night, I think, was deserved because Will Barton didn't handle it well. But regardless of that, I think it's coincidental to what Michael Malone's decision was. Coming up after the DraftKings read, I'm going to talk to you about how they can solve this problem or at least thread this needle before it becomes something that they have to deal with. It feels like just yesterday that the Los, Angel- that Los Angeles was lifting basketball's most coveted prize. Since then, we have introduced a new class of professional basketball player through the draft and seen a few marquee name switch teams. Luckily for us sports fans, draft. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is here to kick off the 2021 season with a no-brainer for all customers who are ex- new and existing. So that's that's big. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. That's right. All you have to do is bet on any opening night game. And if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you will double your money today. I would be hesitant on this if this if I was a fan of the Portland Trail Blazers. I kid, I kid. Uh, this Saturday, there will be endless amounts of actions to get in on, so don't wait. Head on over to the app today. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get a plus 75-point spread on opening night. For a shot to double your money. That's code MHS to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night. For a limited time only, a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. There is a way Michael Malone can thread the needle. A way. And it's a temporary solution. It is a definitely a temporary solution, but it's a way he can kind of manage things until circumstances change. As I said in the previous segment, that it's pretty clear they're going to start Barton, right? And I'm dubious, very dubious, that he would remove Gary Harris from the starting lineup. In that sense... You saw what Michael Porter Jr. did uh, against the Blazers, obviously. It's preseason, all the caveats. Um, You saw what Michael Porter Jr. did, 20 points. I mean, just dominated 
the game while he was in, dominated it. Um, both he and Barton dominated off the bench. Um, a way Michael, excuse me, a way Michael Malone can kind of thread this needle is to give Michael Porter Jr., if you have decided to start Will Barton, give Michael Porter Jr. 100% consistent minutes. Tell him 100% your role will not change. You, or at least your amount of significance, will not change. You will get this month, this allotment of minutes, say, say like 20, 22 minutes guaranteed a night plus. That uh, Setting aside foul trouble and injury, this is what you're going to get. You are going to hit this mark every single night. One of the things that is frustrating for players is less about status than it is about consistency. Players love consistency, and Malone sometimes struggles with that because he gets kind of, uh, sometimes he gets a little jerky with it, not as in jerk, jerk, but he like starts, starts jerking in and out players from the lineup um, when he starts, you know, I think every coach, and even Michael Malone's still youngish for a coach, gets that way, they start flailing a bit. You know, you do that. Malone's a lot less bad than he was his first year with the Nuggets. He has evolved. He's a lot more patient than he was. If this was 2017 Malone, it would be a lot different. Nuggets have a winning team, but there's pressure on him. Knowing this, though, the Nuggets can't afford to mess up the development of Michael Porter Jr., and that is a lot of pressure on Michael Malone. He can solve this by just guaranteeing Michael Porter Jr. some minutes. That will relax the situation, and it will stave off, I'm not saying it's permanent, but it'll stave off issues. People don't like hearing this, but Michael Porter Jr.'s development is so essential to this team in many ways. Okay, Primarily, if you're going to be a homegrown team, eh, you need this to kind of elevate you to elite status. Also, if he continues his ascendancy and increases his value, that also increases his trade value, right? There are two ways they can't afford to uh, mess up his development, and I don't think they want to, right? I think they did, well, at least Tim Conley came right out and said, this is what we want. We want him, we, we are counting on Michael Porter Jr. to be that guy, be a, a guy that takes us in, in that direction. Obviously, there's some pressure there. But, but, with the situation as it is now, the best way you can handle this is to guarantee Michael Porter Jr. some minutes, not some minutes, a, a guaranteed amount of minutes and up, right? Don't put him in the... Isaiah Hartenstein category, put him in the, you're basically starter number six category, okay? Then you adjust around that, but you give him a baseline of minutes. And if you do that, you can stave off the issues that can come with having multiple starting caliber players. One of the problems with Nurkic and Jokic was once Nurkic went to the bench, his minutes decreased, 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 till he wasn't being played anymore. Right now, a lot of that had to do with Nurkic's attitude, but part two of that was that I, I would say probably Malone just didn't really know how to use both of those guys, and which is fine. 
which is fine. They're, they're, it's not his fault. He had a guy on his roster in Nurkic that who was already there. You had Jokic, who was an emerging star. I get it. No one blamed Michael Malone for anything that went on there. But allocation of role is important. And certainty is important. Players will conform to their role. So, right now, we'll see how this pans out. Where does this role lead to? I think they can do it for a while, but it's not permanent. We all know that Michael Porter Jr. is, if he's the longer he's on this team, he's destined to be a starter and a star. It'll get there. But in the meantime, if, if it is important to start Will Barton, what you need to do is to go to Michael Porter Jr. and say, you're going to get this amount of minutes guaranteed, obviously considering injuries and blah, 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 and foul trouble and all that stuff. You're going to get this. If you play a clean game, plus, you tell him that, development will be easy. He can stand out, he can show out, and hopefully he takes the job from Barton. Ideally, that's what you want. He takes the ball by the job from Barton, like Jokic did, and you make the decision for him. And that's really what it's going to take maybe this year, barring something, something significant happening. This can happen, folks. This can happen. It's just there has to be certainty. And as long as Malone said what goes to Porter and says certainty is here, I think they can work this out. And that will be to the benefit of this Denver Nuggets team. All right. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast on the seven days of Mortness. I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast. Talk to you later.